Good morning, and welcome on this absolutely beautiful Memorial Day Sunday. At this time, I invite everyone to stand and join in singing hymn 450, found in the blue hymnals. Hymn 450. Alleluia, 
Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Almighty God, to all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. be with you. Let us pray. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. <coughs> Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God for in glory everlasting. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. This is from Acts 16, 16, 34. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, these men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very day. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace 
before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing, ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stalks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prisoner's doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house, set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. Let's see, what else do I say? Mm -hmm. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. The word of the Lord. <laughs> Sorry. Justice are the foundations of his throne. 
second reading is from Revelations 22, 12 through 14, 16 through 17, and 20 through 21. See, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who wishes to take the water of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things say, surely I am coming soon. Amen, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you, with all the saints. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us stand and join in singing together hymn 477. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, the fourth and fifth after. Hymn 477.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus prayed for his disciples, and then he said, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their words, that they may all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus prayed. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may become completely one. How poignant these words of Christ are for us today. Especially as we gather this morning once again, two weeks in a row, as a country that grieves. We haven't even had a chance to process what went on in Buffalo. And we again must come to grieve another mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas and grieve for 19 children under the age of 10. And once again, we go through the same trope of blame and who should do what, where, and when, and yet 
It seems every time we get a profile on the killer, it talks about somebody who feels disenfranchised, isolated, disconnected from the people around him. This week, not only did I find myself in horror as I watched and heard about what went on in Texas, but was saddened when in a meeting with a psychologist this week, she talked about a, an epidemic that this nation currently faces. In her classes at URI, she says, it seems as if not a single student in the inventory doesn't talk about feeling or having an anxiety disorder. In a world where we seem to be so connected by social media, we continue to live in fear and isolation and feel disconnected and fearful. Even sadder was an article that came out yesterday in The Atlantic, in which the author explored the, the evangelical churches and discovered that as much as we are seeing decline in today's progressive churches, they see the same decline among the moderate churches as members become more and more right-oriented they seek and leave the parishes they are in to find a pastor who will preach the politics they seek. Again, a church that Jesus prays for, that we be united as he is one with the Father, continues to schism and fall apart and separate and isolate based on political opinion. Jesus came into the world to restore and reunite all people with God. That is actually the mission of the church, to restore all people with God. And he also came not just to restore all people with God, but to unite all people with God. And through the saving act of the cross, he offers us atonement with God. This week, Rob McCoy, in his podcast, Pulpit Fiction, talked about the word atonement in relationship to this very passage. And he said, if you break down the word, what you get is at one meant to be one with, to be at one with. Through Jesus, we have the opportunity to be at one with God. Through children, as beloved children, as children of Christ and beloved children of God, we have the ability to be at one with each other. And yet, we continue 
in this world to separate, disconnect, and become more isolated than we may have ever been before. As I look at all that I heard about and read about this week, I realize what that tells me is that the evil one that Jesus is tempted by in the gospel is hard at work today among us. Now, I am not talking about some little guy in a red suit with horns and a tail. I am talking about the forces of evil that we at baptism renounce. That if you read through C.S. Lewis's screw tape letters, you hear more about its subtlety and how it seduces us away from God and away from each other because it is very good at knowing where our weaknesses are and will exploit upon them. The evil one has figured out where the weaknesses are in our society and has clearly exploited them to the hilt. And yet, we as the followers of Christ, who as our reading from Revelation states, are called to the river, the river of life, to wash our garments in it. And for those of us who are thirsty for the kingdom of God, are called with the words, come, and are invited to shed the darkness from our life and to enter into the heavenly city of Jerusalem. And there, what do we find, as we heard last week? What we find is that it is a city that is fully consumed with the light of God itself. There is no darkness, for the light of God permeates every nook and cranny of that city. So we are called to live within the context of the light itself. And at the heart of that city is the Lamb, Jesus himself, almost as if the very heartbeat of the Almighty in the city of God. And there we are called to be one with God as Jesus is one with God. There we are restored to that way of being that was intended at the time that God created the world and are returned not to a garden but to the city of God where we are once again able to be fully one and united with our Creator. And together with every nation, united as one in praise to the Almighty. As I look at that picture and I look at the story of the fall, we see the completion of the process. I am reminded of the fact that when God created us, we were created for God's pleasure. And we were given the choice 
to obey or not. And we were tempted and we failed. It is Jesus who tells us that he is one with God, for he is in God and God is in him. And we talk about Jesus as being fully human and fully divine. And as I look at the story of Jesus being the second Adam compared to the first Adam, what is that which makes Jesus different? And what is it that makes makes Jesus divine other than his co-eternity with God? And what I have come to realize, it's not about his physicality, for that is what is mortal. It is not about his ability to think, for that we possess. It is not about his ability to experience the world fully as we have been able to experience this world through its trials and its tribulations. But what makes Jesus fully divine is that which we cannot accomplish, but is accomplished on our behalf to be fully united as if one with the Father. Just like in the city on the hill, the city of the new Jerusalem, the two heartbeats in relationship that beat as one and think as one. That is the example of what atonement looks like. That is what Jesus prays for us, that he may be in us and we in him, and that we as his followers are united by one another, and that we in our thirst are led to the city, the new Jerusalem, the heavenly city, and join united in one voice. But that can't happen until the tempter is defeated. And a gross oversimplification of Revelation is that's what we see in the great war at Armageddon, the destruction of evil itself. But between now and then, we as a church have a mission. Not to look for that which divides us, not to find reasons or means to allow us to become isolated from one another, but to restore, to reunite, to invite people into full relationship with God, to be the body of Christ brought on this earth to restore all people to God himself. And so on this seventh Sunday of Easter, as we move out those doors into a divided and isolated world, we are called to be the lights of God, to go to those who feel disconnected, to those who live in isolation, to those who hunger and to those who thirst, and to offer them the gift and the opportunity to hear the words come and to guide them to the waters of salvation so that they too may reunite with God
because God is the one who created us. God is the one who saves us. And it is God who connects us with one another. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Bless Mary Ellen Vigant and Mary Ella Fiscal as we offer thanksgiving for their marriage celebrated this week. Lord, in your mercy, in our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Steve and Barbara Bucci, Cindy Clancy, and Donald Bush and Maria Rico. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for those who have died in the service of our country. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit.
Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, we commend to you your mercy, all who have died, especially J. Norman Choppy, Michael J. Natale, Robert Considine, Martha Paget, and I would like to add um, Catherine O'Hara of Southington, Connecticut. That your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. This morning, thanks for all who gave their lives unselfishly to protect our freedoms in this country. I also ask your prayers for all who have suffered at the hands of violence, especially the men, women, and children of Ukraine, as we pray for peace between nations. We ask your prayers for the families who grieve those who have been, whose lives have been cut short by violence, especially the families of those who lost loved ones in Buffalo, and those in Uvalde, Texas, who lost family and friends. May you, O oh Lord, be their comfort and their strength in this time of great sorrow and pain. Almighty God, to whom our needs are known before we ask, help us to ask only what accords with your will and those good things which we dare not, or in our blindness cannot ask. Grant us for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. I do have a handful of announcements at this time. First of all, uh, a thank you to Ron and Janessa and Chef Kevin from the White Horse Tavern who prepared a wonderful meal Thursday night of pasta and meatballs. It was a wonderful evening. We had well over 40 people attend. Uh, the food was outstanding. And um, I think we had a record number of people for the Feast of the Ascension on Thursday evening. So I'm thankful to everyone who participated and gathered for worship uh, on Thursday evening. It was a great joy. Also, thank you to everyone who uh, 
came and participated at the synagogue on Friday night. It was a great evening, a time of discussing our unity within the disunity of this country. And um, out of our conversation, discussion of possibly to bring our relationship out into the world by doing a kind of a one day uh, service project together just to be seen in the world that people of different backgrounds and understandings can be united and can work together in peace and friendship. And so it was an absolutely wonderful evening. I do encourage people this fall when the synagogue is here to please um, come and be part of it. Uh, Rabbi is a wonderful preacher. So um, those were the past. Now as we look towards the future, on Tuesday evening at 6.30, there will be a vestry meeting here at the church. For those in the vestry, please bring a lawn chair. I will set up tables outside and we will have our meeting outdoors so that we can gather together in person for the first time in months. Um, not quite ready to come indoors. Um, the conference room is still a bit too tight to meet with that large of a group. So we'll be here at 6.30, meeting outdoors. Please bring a lawn chair um, and we should have a wonderful meeting. We have lots to talk about. Looking forward a week, actually before we go that, looking forward one week, June 5th, that's a week from today, that is the Feast of Pentecost, and what color is everyone supposed to wear that day? Red. Red. Come matching your favorite prayer book, red, and that will be to be our celebration of Pentecost. Also for this service, there is a coffee hour following the service in the parish hall, Maybe if it's nice out, we might set up outside. We'll see. Um, but Zoe and Stephanie uh, Bashira are hosting it for us. And everyone is invited to bring a dessert or something that they can share at the table. Last time we had a phenomenal array of food. Um, hopefully we can do that again and have some time as a community to chat and be with each other informally. We will have another coffee hour at the end of the month on, I think that is at that point, June 26. That is the Feast of St. Peter. That will be our final Sunday with the choir until they break for the summer. So I do hope that somebody would be willing to host and organize that for me. Um, please let me know if you're willing to do so. Also, if you did not pick one up on your way in, if you have a tendency to park on the streets for services, please pick up a parking pass for your dashboard. The CSOs are already out this morning. I saw them at 9.45 sharp, and they are got their pads in hands, ready to ticket. Please pick up a pass and put it on your dashboard. If you are out there and you did get ticketed, please bring that to the office. We will bring it to the police department and have it voided out. But up and after this, you must have a pass on your dashboard to avoid being ticketed while parked for church outside. And then my final announcement is in the back of the church, you will find two sign-up sheets. The smaller bulletin board has sign-ups for ministries, for lay readers, Eucharistic ministers, ushers, Please consider signing up for one of those roles. I want to say thank you to Fran for her wonderful job reading this morning. It was awesome. Um, Holly took it on last week and did a great job. And so it's not, it tells us that we can do this. So what we're inviting people to do is if you're not quote unquote an LEM or a um, reader to say, don't worry about it. 
This is a good time to find out if it's a ministry for you. Just sign up. Also, for those who enjoy meeting people and being with people, we are looking for ushers. This service especially needs ushers, and that is simply come about 20 minutes early, greet people as they come in, give them a bulletin, do the collection, and then kind of help tidy up the church afterwards. Again, it's not that difficult, and we will make sure or try to make sure there's somebody with you who is experienced at it so that there's two of you on. Finally, next week, our um, seminarian Drake Douglas will be with us, and you'll begin to notice him appearing in different slots. He is not taking those over, but for the LEM, he will be a second in those occasions that we have two chalice bearers at the crossing uh, each week. So those are my announcements and a reminder that we continue our second collection this morning for the children of Ukraine through UNICEF. Uh, that collection will be taken in the pewter or silver basins and the offering for the church taken in the brass offering plates. Hopefully that's as clear as mud. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Through your dearly beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, after his glorious resurrection, he openly appeared to his disciples and in their sight ascended into heaven to prepare a place for us, that where he is, there we might also be and reign with him in glory. Therefore, we praise you joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, 
This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country, where with the Blessed Virgin Mary, and Peter our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him, and with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. The body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Please stand and join in singing hymn 719. Go forth in the name of Christ. Thanks be to God.